Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 130 of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're so glad you are here watching or listening to the podcast today. And uh, today is one of those days where Andy and I get to have a conversation with you, just us. And uh, before we even get to the content of what we're going to talk about, though, uh, I want to tell you a couple things. First of all, we're thankful for our sponsor for this week's episode. It's Sanford MTI. They've been sponsoring several episodes lately, and we'll tell you a little bit about them in just a bit. But we also want to tell you, we want you to subscribe to our podcast because we don't want you to miss a single episode. The mission of the Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church. And we really do believe every conversation helps do that. That's why we have these conversations. And uh, our podcast is really... It's, it's a conversation that we would have normally uh, with other people and with each other, and you get to listen in on it, and we, uh, we believe those, those conversations can equip you and can encourage you to be a better leader. So we want you to make sure you subscribe. Don't miss a single episode. Now, we're going to get to today's conversation. I'm excited to introduce to you this week our special guest. <laughs> Us. Us, that's right. Yeah, uh, Not so special guest. Every but. week that I get to introduce people on the podcast, it's an honor and a privilege to have friends and partners in ministry, people we know and respect. And uh, it's kind of easy to introduce them because generally they will give me a way that they want to be introduced. But yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever asked Mark how he wants to be introduced. Maybe episode number three. Uh, or two, whichever we did, yeah. uh, you know, we interviewed I mean, like each other. We're 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 on these podcasts together. So, but yeah. but I'm I'm thankful. Uh, we've actually gotten some positive feedback on a lot of our episodes that we get to do together, and we're thankful. We feel like maybe we don't have as much to bring to the table or offer as some of our guests, but we're glad to be able to to share from our experience and right. uh, what God's called us to do. This week it's a continuation of the series we started several weeks ago. Maybe some of you've been following that. And that is things we did not learn in seminary. That's right. Uh, with parentheses following, and we wish we would have. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, this week we're going to continue that conversation. We have, Mark, we talk all the time about, man, I wish I had learned that years ago. Or, man, I wish somebody had taught me that. Or, I wish I knew more about that. Those are conversations I'm sure a lot of you who are leading in the local church probably have with other people. Other people on your staff or uh, peers or, or other ministers or leaders in the church there are a whole lot of things that after, you know, the fact that you get some kind of formal education, you're like, man, that was great. That was helpful. But I wish I had learned yeah. this. And the modern age and day we're in, there's a lot that continually gets added to that list. Absolutely. Now, look, Andy and I, we went to seminary back in the Stone Ages. Okay. So uh, there's a lot that has happened in, in the world yeah. that we didn't learn. And so we're trying to pass along a little bit of that. But uh, not that we devalue formal education, because we do. Uh, we, we certainly value what we have learned in, in the classroom and in training. But just like in every other area of life, most of what we learn is actually on the job, right? OJT, on the job training. And so we're, we get to share a little bit about what we've learned and hopefully what you can learn and what maybe you have learned in some of these episodes. So we get to continue that today. And um, and I guess if we're going to introduce ourselves, Andy, really today, it would be uh, we're just two 
pastors uh, learning along the way who uh, have a passion to to be disciples that make disciples and help others to do that. So that's that's just who we are. We're just like you. Yeah, and one of us has hair and one of us doesn't. So. That's right. That's right. That's one that's of us has hair. Yeah. That's it. So, so anyway, that's that's what we're going to do today. But first, before we even get to that part of of today's episode, uh, we're in a special time. So I'm not sure when you're watching or listening to this episode, but we're recording it in October of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a season in ministry where pastors need to know they're appreciated more right now. October right. is traditionally Pastor Appreciation Month, and a lot of churches do a great job of recognizing the hard work of their pastor or their staff and how they pour into the people, shepherd them, lead them, teach them, feed them, and pray for them, all the things that they do. Many people think that pastors only work one day or maybe uh, two days a week. Uh, for those people, you don't really understand all that goes into no. uh, pastoring, shepherding, and ministering to a congregation well. Uh, and whether you're in full-time ministry or bivocational, co-vocational, or you're even a volunteer in ministry, we appreciate you and we're Absolutely. thankful for, for, for each of you. Yeah, we're, we are thankful as as we celebrate Pastors Appreciation Month, we kind of turn it around and we say church leader appreciation, and, and we are so thankful for you. Um, and you, look, you know, we, we're we in it with you, okay, so we're in the trenches with you, so we understand, we know, um, but you are our heroes. Um, those of you who are, you know, some of you are bivocational, some of you are co-vocational like us, some of you are full-time, some of you are volunteer, uh, but you are literally putting your your life, your time, your effort, your blood, sweat, and tears sometimes into uh, your local church, and uh, we're just thankful for you, and we do Absolutely. appreciate you. This podcast would not even exist uh, if we didn't appreciate you, so thank you for what you do. Well, Mark, I appreciate you. Uh, I know over the years, I've had a lot of pastors invest in me and, and help me, but I think Probably one of the the greatest gifts of God's grace in my life has been has been you, and I'm thankful for you. I appreciate you, my brother. So. Well, I I don't I don't say ditto because it's a thing to say, but Andy, uh, we you've heard it on this podcast before. Um, God answered a years long, decades long prayer uh, when He connected us, and so I am so thankful for you. And look, so we're both pastors, and uh, and we have other pastors pouring to us, but. I'll be honest with you. There's no other pastor that has more influence on my life than you. So I appreciate you, bro. Well, thank you. And to add to that, our churches. We're Mm. we're grateful for Fulton Dell First Baptist Church and Grace Baptist Church and how they support us and our families and pray for us and encourage us. And let us do crazy stuff like this. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Uh, We have the opportunity to do this. So it's pastor appreciation, but pastors wouldn't be pastors without churches that they get to, to serve. So we're thankful for the churches we get to serve. Now on. Moving on from the mushy stuff. Moving on. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit today about a thing that we didn't learn in seminary that we wish we did. And maybe they teach this stuff in seminary um, now. Probably not a lot, but they certainly didn't teach it when we were in seminary because this stuff wasn't around. And we're going to talk today about utilizing social media and text in ministry. And it's something that you probably have either uh, read a blog on or heard a podcast on or tried to research or investigate yourself. Maybe you've, you know, been like a lot of pastors and you Google search, you know, how to use text or how to use social media and all this stuff comes up and it's it's really overwhelming. So we're going to give you just some some ideas and thoughts that we've learned along the way 
And we're going to start with social media first. Uh, and I guess we're going to first say, if you're not utilizing social media in any way in ministry, uh, you need to. And um, it's kind of like what we say about a lot of things. But if you're not doing it, you need to learn how to do it. And I, we don't want to overwhelm you. We don't want to add something else to your plate. But, you know, if, if there were, you know, 200,000 people that gathered, you know, two blocks from your church at a specific time every day, how insane would it be for you not to show up and to meet some of those people, right, and to impact them? Well, that's exactly what's happening on social media. There are literally hundreds of thousands, millions of people gathering on social media every day, and your church can have an impact on those people. And so what we're going to talk about with social media is really it needs to be more about social ministry than promotion. And what we've tended to do in churches over the years is we took the old school uh, church newsletter, right, where we just talk about events and show up for this and that this time, and we just moved it to social media. And we said, okay, we're just going to use it as a platform to do commercials for our church. There is a place for that. There's a place for events and for, you know, driving people to things that your church is about. But really, if that's all you do, people are going to they're going to tune you out. Absolutely. Just like they tune the announcement time out, just like they tune the bulletin or worship guide out at church, they're going to tune you out. And so really, we should view social media as an opportunity to do social ministry, really an extension of your church's ministry outside the walls of the church. And I'm going to be honest with you, one of the people that I know that does it really well is Andy. Andy does a great job at using social media as ministry. So, Andy, talk a little bit about that. Well, what you mentioned earlier, I, I would love to hear from anyone who watches our podcast or listens to our podcast. If you've had any type of specific training mm. in formal theological education, seminary, uh, uh, you know, a Christian university, uh, even... Uh, some type of online training. If you've had some type of training, we would love to hear from you and for you to contact us and let us know because I'm not aware of any type of social ministry, media ministry 101 in Baptist colleges and Christian colleges and in in It may exist, but we're not not familiar familiar with it. Uh, I, I, I love the opportunity to use the positive things about social media. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people, since social media has come into existence and, and heavily utilized, uh, what are there, 7 billion people on the planet right now, and over half of them are on social media. That's right. It's crazy. So, In their pocket. Uh, since the, the, the migration of people's attention from, from you know, from print to, to video and now it's social media, we want to go where people are. That's right. And my mindset early on in social media was it's a great way to connect or reconnect with friends and family. That's right. To keep up to date on what's going on in their lives. As a matter of fact, it makes conversations when you run into people you haven't seen personally in, a, in years. It makes those situations awkward because in the past you could run into somebody in the grocery store and be like, hey, how are you doing? It's been a long time since I've seen you. Tell me what's going on. Well, since then, I've gotten married. I've had three kids. Yeah. We've moved. And you know. And Catch now up. you're like, I know what you had for dinner That's last right. week. Hey. I, don't, I don't know what we're supposed to talk about. I don't even know what I'm <laughs> supposed to do with my hands. That's you know. Right. So, so social media has changed from, from that to so much more. Yeah. It's a powerful instrument in our culture that influences people heavily. And 
we've seen the last couple of years this downward spiral, this negative influence of social media. So I really, um, early on, even before the pandemic began, I kind of had this this urge, I guess, burden from the Holy Spirit to make sure that anything that I had a part of uh, personally or organizationally for our church, that our social media would be not just a way to promote what we're doing, but to minister to people, to encourage them, to inspire them, to share the gospel with them. So so I try to do that personally. I, yes, I still share crazy stuff and pictures of my family and what's going on with us so that our friends and family can see what's happening. But I, I utilize my personal social media as a ministry as a ministry opportunity to share the gospel and encourage people. And then our church's social media account. It's not just a way to 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 get information out there and disseminate, you know, what's going on and what's happening or pro- promote events like you mentioned. It is a way to do that. But we utilize social media ministry as an opportunity to share and request uh, prayer for our church. Yeah. We have some groups in our church that are private and so that not everybody knows what's going on. And that is a fantastic way for people to connect in our church through community. But the other thing that we do is uh, something simple like uh, we have a Bible reading plan. Our churches are on the, the same Bible reading plan. Every single uh, day we have a, a passage of Scripture we're reading together. So what we do once a week at the beginning of the week, we post that, but also we post something encouraging uh, Bible engagement, something that will kind of drive people back to the Scriptures to read, engage, memorize, and even share that word with other people. And then we just try to post as much as we can to to let people not not just see what's happening in the life of our church, but see how what is happening in the life of our church because of God's word. So we really try to utilize social media that way. We have a lot of people who engage in our uh, online services. I'm sure probably you guys have uh, come come into knowledge of that phenomenon since uh, since COVID. Uh, right. It was amazing to see it. You know, people tell us we've had 1,500 people watch yeah. our service, and yeah, and count that as attendance, and count that as attendance. Come yeah, on. that's anyway. not the same thing. But but we try to do that to be very intentional about that and systematic about that. But we try not to overdo that. Right. Years, cause that can be easy to to kind of overextend yourself. It can. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute. First, we want to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode. Our friends at Sanford MTI are sponsoring this episode, and they are on the front lines of equipping people in theology and ministry training. MTI offers affordable and accessible education opportunities to anybody who has a desire to be equipped in ministry or simply grow in their knowledge of Scripture. They offer a lot of great courses around their 38 extension locations, and you can get a diploma for $50 per course. And what's really exciting to us is they offer an MTI online certificate in pastoral leadership, disciple-making, women's leadership, worship leadership, and worship administration. In fact, if you use a special code, the code is ALSBOM, A-L-S-B-O-M, you can receive 50% off of their disciple-making certificate. And here's the cool thing. You can earn an online certificate in less than a year for just $700. This is Sanford's way to give back to the local church. And so we want to invite you to find out more information. You can go to their website at sanford.edu slash go slash MTI. We'll put that link in our show notes. And uh, we encourage you to check out this awesome, this awesome program at Sanford MTI. Now let's get back to our conversation. So as we talk about social ministry, I, I really do want you to Think about and really challenge yourself to change your perspective on it. 
Uh, think about it as literally an extension of your church online. So here's what I mean by that. Um, what, what are we wanting to do on campus? We're wanting, to, we're wanting people to know God, right? We're wanting people to connect with other people, other followers of Christ, to build community. We want them to, to be disciples who make disciples. We want them to be on mission. We want them to be sharing the gospel. We want them to serve, all those things. Well, think about social media as an extension of all those things and how can you engage people in those things outside the walls of the church. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think a great thing that Andy mentioned a minute ago are Facebook groups. And we're talking about Facebook a lot, but you, you can use utilize all kinds of social mm-hmm. media channels. Uh, you know, I know Andy uses mostly Facebook. We use mostly Facebook and Instagram, but you can use Snapchat and TikTok and all that. Look, neither one of us have the staff to do that. And uh, we don't have the volunteers at this point to engage in all those things. So, um, you know, pick what, what you think you're good at. But you could create Facebook groups. Andy talked about a private group with, with prayer requests and things like that. What a great way to foster connection and to foster that community outside the walls of the church, right? People are only here for an hour or two or three for a week. What about the rest of their lives? They're, they're on social media. Why not make it social ministry? You know, you can... You can think about how to share the gospel, uh, how to in, encourage others to share the gospel. You know, create tools through social media f- to, to invite others. And uh, we do that at our church. There's actually a page on our church website uh, where people can uh, use, we have three different options that they can use to invite people through social media to join either our church online or on campus. Uh, you can use it for evangelism. You can use it to ask good questions. Engagement is key in social media, and especially social social ministry. And so just ask some good questions. It could be spiritual, sometimes not spiritual, just to get people talking and engaged on your church Facebook page. And certainly, Andy mentioned, you can stream your Facebook, uh, stream your services online and things like that. We, you know, we encourage that, but don't let that be all you do. Yeah, don't be intimidated by it either. It's, it's not as complex or complicated as, as you would have it to, to, to frustrate you with. That right. A lot of people are. A lot of people entered into utilizing social ministry for their church during the pandemic. Uh, maybe as default mechanism, they had to. They didn't have any other yep. way. And we've, we've seen people get burnt out by trying to do too much. We've seen people get confused and frustrated because they didn't know, you know how to do things, so they just gave up. But I think you can find a good rhythm and, and balance there. Like you mentioned, uh, our focus is on Facebook. And last week when Facebook was down, you know, it made us kind of reconsider our what other ways yeah. do we need to make sure we're communicating with our people and interacting with our people other right. than Facebook. Obviously, in person is the best way to do that. Uh, you can you can call people. You can you can text them. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But you want to be where the people are. That's right. And. You know, it's amazing how many senior adults utilize social media. Yeah, It's crazy the percentage that's gone up over the last two or three years. Uh, but like our, our students, uh, college students, young adults, I mean, they they live, work, and play online. Yeah. And They're it's, on Instagram it's crazy and others, to know how right. much how much screen time people have. And we're not <laughs> trying to foster that or enable that addiction to screen time. We're just trying to utilize the opportunity to minister to people where they are. And you are crazy. Listen, you're crazy if you don't have a social media presence for your student ministry, college ministry, or young adults because that is where they are. That's what they relate to. That's how they, uh, you know, that's how they get all of their information and a lot of their interactions socially. That's right. That way. They're online. And you 
doing social ministry is not going to make them be online more. It's actually uh, shifting the focus of their online activity to something worthwhile, honestly. Well, let's talk a little bit about text. Um, we talked about social media, social ministry. Uh, let's talk a little bit about texting. And uh, if, if, you know, if you're not a texter, this conversation may not really uh, apply to you. What he's saying is this. If you receive a text from someone and your first initial reaction is to call them, <laughs> this may not be the conversation This may for not you. be the conversation yeah, for you, and we have friends that do that. But, uh, but look, there's no doubt. Texting is it's not going anywhere. Uh, it's here, and it's here in a major way. Uh, a lot of people in surveys and studies have, have uh, responded that they prefer texting over everything else. And here's what's funny. Uh, we, we've kind of done an informal survey in our church of our people, and we've asked, would you prefer to get a text or an email or a phone call? And text, text is king, overwhelming. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, well, this really is a deal. So and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, we're not experts in it. We're learning in this, in this with you, but there are all kinds of options. You can use your church management software. We use Breeze. You can, you know, whatever you have, sometimes they do it, you know, per text and all that kind of thing. Uh, you can use services like Text in Church or Clearstream. You know, there's Planning Center. Planning Center. Yeah, it's endless, right? Yeah. So, but but here's what I want to tell you. Find an, a platform that works for you and we can help you if you need to figure out where to look for those things. Um, find one that's cost effective, that's easy to use. But, but here's what I would tell you. The same thing that we said about social media, we would tell you with text. Don't spam people with yes. text about events only. Right, because they're going to block you. Yep. I promise you. You know, say, "Oh, it's church." It doesn't matter if you're easy church. to they're think about you. the phenomenon. Early on, when our kids in school would sign up for these things, and we would get all these alerts for assignments due and upcoming tests, exams to study for, we would look at every one of them. I cannot tell you the last time I looked closely at one of those right. uh, alerts from uh, one of our. Uh, learning institutions that our kids are in just simply because we are overwhelmed. It right. is like sometimes you will, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who have kids in school, you'll get sometimes a dozen a day yep. of those things. Yep. So you got to so be careful. You got to be careful. Don't overdo it and, and make them worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And the same thing that we said about social media, we'll say with text, make it about ministry, right? So don't just make it about, Hey, remember churches tomorrow. Remember churches this, t- you know, tonight at Wednesday night or, or whatever, make it ministry driven. So what I mean by that is why not text an encouraging scripture, you know, or text a reminder, hey, you can download our Bible reading plan here. Uh, and, and now one thing that is helpful, I think, is on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon is to send a text. And we, we do this almost every week. So, hey, we can't wait to see you in worship tomorrow. And we may put what the sermon's about or a song we're singing or, you know, something to capture their attention. But I think that's helpful because number one, it reminds them, and we all know, we've seen the post, but Sunday morning worship attendance really is a Saturday night decision. And so a reminder on Saturday afternoon or Saturday night is helpful. It's an accountability, but it's also ministry. It's not just promoting your event. It actually is ministry in reminding them that, hey, let's prepare for worship. And a lot of you are probably like us. You're probably a part of some group texts that are fun and entertaining. And, uh, uh, you know, you can make those opportunities uh, there to minister to people, encourage them. But also, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not wrong. It's not sinful to do something fun or funny That's to make right. people laugh every once in a That's while. Right. So uh, we believe in the usefulness in 
people's lives and, and in the purpose of ministry of social media and of text. I mean, you, you stop and think about this. Um, we're living in digital Babylon. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are literally God's people living in a world that not just our culture is consumed by something, but we are living online lives a lot of times. And in living in digital Babylon, we have to act like that is not our home, but we also have to minister while we're there. The whole Jeremiah 29 principle, I mean, we, we want to make sure the welfare of those that we interact with on a regular basis, that that is a priority for us. So that's right. it's not just about using social media or text to condemn or to point out what's wrong, but it's a great way to encourage it and is. inspire and to, like Mark said earlier, there's great opportunities there to share the gospel. Uh, we both have received a lot of interaction and engagement and even feedback from people where social media or a simple text has been meaningful to them. That's right. And it, it, it really is. Just, again, I challenge you to rethink. Just rethink your, your current perspective and paradigm. Just a couple examples. Um, so, you know, we have obviously connect cards at our church. We've been very slow to put them back into people's hands because of COVID. And so we created at the beginning of we actually before the pandemic hit, but we utilized it greatly as a digital connect card where we asked people to respond digitally. But we noticed sometimes the engagement rate wasn't great. And so, uh, you know, we wanted people to respond and take next steps. And so we created through ClearStream, it's one of those things I mentioned, a, a text number. So they can text um, to a certain number, uh, a certain phrase. And our phrase is FFBC, Fultondale First Baptist Church. And they text it to that number and then they immediately get a text back that asks them to respond in a certain way. And we've seen the engagement level go up with, with certain age groups on that, obviously. You know, our seniors aren't going to be doing that, but but certain age levels are. And we use the same kind of thing for our college ministry. And so we have door prizes at our college gathering every Thursday. And uh, the way they enter that ga- that uh, door prize uh, contest is they have to text, uh, I think it's coffee house, that's what we call our college gathering, to that certain number, and they're entered into that contest, and we pick it from right there, from, from that. Do you also level. have like that little uh, fine print that says no purchase necessary, you can mail in an <laughs> uh, index card Yeah, to we forgot address. that one. I'm yeah. probably, we're probably yeah, okay. going to get a lawsuit, okay. but anyway, so that's, that's just another way to, uh, to utilize it, and of course, you can certainly do what we were saying is, is use your, your church management software or whatever to continually be in contact with people, but but Andy's right. Um, you think about how you can use it to encourage people, to engage them in the process of being a disciple who makes disciples. Why not? Why not use what God has given us? That's what mm-hmm. Jesus did, right? Think about think about the parables. Think about you know, all the things he used when he when he you know drew in the sand. Uh, you know when he when he talked about the parables of the sower and the soils and things like that, he just used what was available to him. And this is one of those things that's available to us that we should certainly utilize. Yeah, all of the the crazy stuff, all of the negative stuff you see. You know, people who are trying to promote or market on social media or through text, they're trying to get something that's shocking to make you stop the scroll. How awesome is it to have something refreshing and encouraging from your church? that somebody can stop in in the morning or in the middle of the day or at night and read and be refreshed by God's Word and God's people. And it's just, it's a powerful mm. tool. It's a great opportunity to do something really, really helpful uh, in an in a avenue, in a venue that people really need it. We need more 
positive influencers Absolutely. Uh, on social media. And you and your church can be a big part of that just by simply taking the time to invest in something that's, that's just where people are. That's right. And hopefully this has been an encouragement to you. We don't want to overwhelm you. It's not going to take hours and hours to do this. Maybe find somebody in your church that, that, uh, that has a pastor's heart. Um, and I would, I would encourage you, I didn't say find somebody in your church that's a digital person, right? Because most people are, but that's, you're not looking for the most techie person. You're looking for the person who has a pastor's heart who can minister to people through this and maybe help them. They, they can help you and your church go to that next level. Yeah, and if you do need help with the technical aspect of that, go find a middle schooler or a high schooler or a college, college student and tell them what you're going right. to do. And, That's man, right. they will rock it. That's they will, right. they will knock rock it out of the out. park. Absolutely. So thank you guys for joining us uh, for today's episode. And uh, we pray and hope that this has been an encouragement to you to lead uh, in the local church in the digital world. And happy Pastors Appreciation Month to all of you. God bless you guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 